Welcome to the Art of Communicating Data Show, where every episode we try to improve how you communicate data, whether it's through data visualizations, reports, or presentations. Every episode will share tips and tricks from data experts and will leave you with actionable recommendations to improve your data communication skills. The goal is to help you grow in your data career by getting your work and you recognized through effective communication. I'm your host, Hannah, a geographer turned data professional and an introvert who loves public speaking. Let's get started. Imagine having a step-by-step roadmap to show you what is involved with creating effective data presentations. My name is Hannah, and I'm the founder of Trending Analytics, and I help people visualize and present data effectively. I want to give you my data presentation roadmap today. It's a simple step-by-step guide to all elements of an effective data presentation. This roadmap will give you a clear direction on how to prepare for your next data presentation, and it's absolutely free. To get my free data presentation roadmap, just go here, trendinganalytics.com roadmap. That's trending-analytics.com roadmap, and I'll have it in your inbox in just a few seconds. In the previous episode, we talked about how storytelling can help with improving data decision-making when used in your presentations. In particular, we talked about decision fatigue, which is when your audience member is too fatigued by the time it comes to make a decision or to act upon what you're recommending. This can happen when you bombard your audience with a lot of information they don't need or understand, which can happen pretty often when we present to non-technical audience members. I've also been reading Cole Nosbummer Naflik's latest book, Storytelling With You. It was released at the end of September, but I had received an early copy of it a few weeks ago, so I got a head start on it. If you've read her first book, Storytelling With Data, you will be acquainted with Three Minute Stories, And she touches upon this again in her latest book and how to craft them. So what is a three-minute story? It is your elevator pitch version of the story. You can use this in several situations like in an actual elevator to update or get feedback from someone quickly. Or if you want to give someone a preview or high-level overview of what you plan on speaking about, like your boss. I also like to look at three-minute stories as an accordion. You can use your three-minute stories to condense it further if you have less than three minutes to talk or expand upon it for a longer presentation. Three-minute stories are especially helpful to use with a target audience that generally doesn't have enough time to hear a longer presentation, like busy executives. For me, I found that three-minute stories are also really helpful when I prepare my presentation because it gives me a solid grasp on my story. It can also help me during my presentation. In fact, oftentimes people found that it makes them less dependent on their slides and also feel prepared for the unexpected, like Maybe finding out that the meeting is running late and suddenly you only have five minutes instead of 20 to present your work. Cole breaks up the three-minute story into three parts. First is the plot. This is where you set up the context for your audience and build up to the twist or climax. The second part is the twist. This is where you introduce new information your audience needs to know. 
And in the previous episode with Dan, we talked about how this could also be where you see a change that's relevant for your topic. This is where it would go. Finally is the ending. And this is where you talk about the action you want your audience to take. This is really important. I recommend you be very specific and direct about what action you want your audience to take. Don't assume that they will read between the lines and understand what it is that you want them to do. And don't shy away from repeating if necessary, just to make sure that they really understand what it is that you want them to do. Now, if you want some examples of three-minute data stories, I will include and link a few in the show notes. You can find the show notes on my website. It's trending-analytics.com forward slash podcast. But we're not done with the episode yet because I also want to talk about what you should do after you've made your three-minute story. It's helpful to condense your three-minute stories down further into what is called the big idea. This is also something we briefly touched upon in the previous episode with Dan. This is a term coined by Nancy Duarte, and it represents the main or key message you want to communicate to your target audience. It's also known as the thesis statement or the main takeaway. There are some key components of a big idea, and they are, it's one complete sentence, it conveys what is at stake, and it conveys your unique perspective. I'm going to share a couple of templates to really help you understand the components that make up a big idea. Here's one example or one template. By adopting this model, we will see, and then you list your main business benefits. Let's check if this has all the components we talked about. So it's one complete sentence. It's conveying what is at stake by listing the business benefits if they accept your big idea. And it's also conveying your unique perspective as a data scientist who has evaluated and recommended the model you helped create. Another example of a big idea is if we don't do insert your recommendation, we will see and then list the costs to the business. So these examples are phrased in this way because emotions play a big role in moving your audience to take action. And Nancy points out how you can use emotions in a couple of ways. One, you can raise the likelihood of pleasure and lower the likelihood of pain if they accept the big idea, similar to what we did in the first example. When we said, by adopting this model, we will see and then you listed the major business benefits for adopting this model. Another way you can do this is by raising the likelihood of pain and lowering the likelihood of pleasure if they reject the big idea, like we did in the second example. If we don't do insert recommendation, we will see and then you list the major costs to the business. Don't exaggerate or dramatize this you want to make sure that you are accurately communicating what is at stake and you're matching the seriousness and severity of the situation. You don't want to take it too far. You want to actually have your audience members still trust you and take you seriously. So now you know how to craft a three-minute data story and 
you can look at a couple of examples that I have in the show notes. You also now know how to craft a big idea and you can use both of these as starting points before you craft the rest of your presentation and the rest of your story. This is not only going to help your audience members, but it's also going to help you as well with your preparation, with guiding you and keeping you focused. I highly recommend that you do this exercise of creating your three-minute story and your big idea every time before you present. Even if you're presenting the same project or topic to a different audience member, I recommend that you go through this exercise again. And the reason for that is because with each target audience, you may notice that what you convey as being at stake, what your target audience member perceives as a benefit or a cost to the business. So what you convey as being at stake if they accept or reject your big idea, this can vary depending on your audience member. And so can the recommendations or the actions that you want your audience to take. That can vary depending on who you're actually talking to. So if you're presenting the same work to different people, which often happens in our line of work, your three-minute story or your big idea is going to change a little. Your presentation should change at least a little. So I really recommend that you do this exercise each time you're presenting to a new target audience even if it's the same topic. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to The Art of Communicating Data. Please subscribe so you never miss out on any brand new episodes. And give us some love by dropping a five-star rating and a written review as it helps other data practitioners find us. And please share with a friend and show them how to subscribe. Thanks for listening and here's to improving your data communication.